0: Shake it out. (laughs)
1: Welcome back into the den, mid-May 2020, Sports Den Radio, let's effing go. We survived March, we survived April, and we are here, baby. As states are beginning to relax their stay-at-home orders, we are going to slowly see a return to sports. Or are we? Here to investigate with me are my co-hosts, Bobby
2: Jaffe and Aaron Stiefel. What's going on, boys? Bobby, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Sammy. Um, yeah, crazy times going on right now. It's been tough in the last couple of months, but some good news coming around, and that's what we want to hear. Absolutely. Steve, are you fired up,
1: or are you fired up?
0: I am fired up about the future, and by that I mean I am firing bet after bet after bet on those futures that we are going to be seeing soon. As
1: is the way you do it. And we are here today, all three of us, to bring you our sum of All Sports show the SAS and we're gonna give you a sports update across all the various different sports out there in the world. But before we do, I wanna make sure you know that we're gonna be firing out some insane content this spring and summer on sport at Sports Den Radio. So please make sure to give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram as well as following us on our YouTube channel at Sports Den Radio. That's at S P O R T S D E N R A D I O. We are not going to wait any longer. Without further ado, we are getting right into the NBA and of course the NBA talk starts in Vegas. We know the MGM CEO is really trying to use Vegas as one of the hub cities for the return of the NBA. And I believe Bobby may be able to assist me a little more with an update there. So, Bobby, what do you got for me?
2: Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Sammy. Um, The centerpiece of the MGM's proposal to the NBA is about the south end of the Strip, where the Mandalay Bay has 4,700 rooms when you combine it with the Four Seasons and the Delano. Um, That setup would also be included to the walkway to the Luxor Hotel, which would house all the staffing that would be needed to run that big of a operation. But secondly, the biggest part of that is the 2.1 million gross square feet of, of area they have in their convention center. This could house about 24 basketball courts, five of which would be used for TV games.
0: I mean, the logistics sound pretty straightforward, right? If you go straight to the playoffs, 16 teams. If you go with the regular season, you got 30 teams. And I think it makes more sense to cut the amount of people you need in half, cut it from 55 days to 33 days. I mean, let's be honest here. We're talking about NBA players away from their family for 33 days. I mean, James Harden's kryptonite at strip clubs. I mean, I might as well just bet against the Rockets if this is what happens, right? Who do you guys have? Like, which teams do you think I got to be worried about with their players on the, on the strip? I'm not worried about their four, four people sitting at a poker table, right?
1: <laughs> uh, very, I, I'm worried about the Clippers. I mean, Patrick Beverly, Paul George, all those guys, Montrez. I feel like they, they're just, you know, a dirty Vegas bunch waiting to happen. Now, they do oh. have Kawhi, Mr. Party Animal himself, a fun guy. But I do think the Clippers could be a, p- a potential one to cause some problems
2: if there's some games played in Vegas. We'll see. What do you think, Bob? I mean, we can all be happy that Dennis Rodman's not playing right now. I mean, after hearing on the Michael <laughs> Jordan special about how his Vegas trips on the night of on the night after uh, final or Western Conference Finals games, um, that's pretty crazy. So it might be a bit of a temptation for all those players that close to everything. Yeah, we'll see. And especially season one for my Las Vegas
1: Raiders about to be in Las Vegas. So we'll see how that goes as well. Basketball super close to figuring out his plans. Another one of Big Four, the hockey. The NHL is close as well. But oh, Canada. Duh. Bobby, do we have a potential holdup with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau? Is it taking a pandemic to
2: find out that Canadians actually hate hockey? Ugh, that's a tough subject it might be right now. But... So as it was turning out last week, it seemed like, hey, the NHL was putting together a plan. They had this idea for four hub cities, um, one in each Atlantic Division, uh, the Western Division. Um, But some of those two of those cities were going to be in Canada. Um, So, But all of a sudden, Trudeau Trudeau came out and said, whoa, 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 guys, pump the brakes a little bit. We're going to need at least a two-week quarantine for each player that comes in. So since then, you've kind of seen them kind of come off of that. And you've also heard players kind of come out that, Oh, maybe we should just get rid of this season, just call it kaput, and that'll be it. Um, But you got to wonder here, with all the fans wanting the action back, is this another reason why NHL fans should hate Gary Bettman?
0: No, let me just stop you right there. The NHL needs to come back. And not because I'm at all a fan of hockey, but because I need the St. Louis Blues to win again. I got about 150 to 1 odds that I already got my Chiefs part, right? Chiefs Blues, I need that contingency. Chiefs got me already, I need the Blues. I need the blues. So let's just get to the Stanley Cup and put the blues in it. Done. And I guess
1: <laughs> that's why they call it. Sure. I'd, I'd be okay for that. Some SDR love getting 150 to one odds. Anytime you could have nailed the chiefs and the blues back to back for 150 to one, not, not the worst odd there. Uh, but we do have one sport that actually is confirmed to return. Everyone's favorite golf We've got the champions for charity match Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady set for Memorial Day weekend in Florida. I am personally very excited about this. This is real sports. This is an actual match with serious superstars playing a game that is actually still growing. And I'm definitely fired up for it. If I had to think about betting between Tiger and Peyton versus Phil and Brady, thousand percent placing all the money on Tiger and Peyton over Phil and Brady. Tiger and... Obviously, you don't bet against Tiger. And Peyton was a better performer than he gets credit for. For what it's worth, Peyton and Brady both about six to eight handicaps. So what do you think for uh, our gambler over there on the side? Where are
0: you placing your money? I'm all about Phil Mickelson. He is consistent. Tiger Woods is like John Starks nowadays. Come on. If he's on, I lose. But if he's Tiger Woods the last five years, it's a a landslide in Phil Mickelson. Tiger Woods
1: in the last five years, a.k.a. Tiger Woods, who has won the Masters in the last five years. That Tiger Woods in the last five years. Only one. Only one. The, the disrespect. Unbelievable. The only thing that would be stopping the this golf, you know, coup de grace that we're going to be having here would be uh, rumor of these damn murder bees. So as long as there's going to be no murder bees out there, then should be a great match on uh, Memorial Day weekend.
0: And let, me, let me just cut you off right there because you're, you're conflating two different things. There's Killer bees, which were sensationalized in the 90s, and murder hornets that we're hearing about now. Killer bees are really just kind of uh, overly aggressive Honey, They're from Africa versus Europe. That's about it. Um, But murder hornets, uh, they can knock out a hive of honeybees, about 30,000 bees in four hours. They just cut them off by their heads. They're here. We got carcasses for dinner. But uh, the truth is this. We've recently heard that the Roman Hornets, it was totally sensationalized again. Uh, so you guys let me know on the West Coast if you see any of them, because that's where the two were found.
1: Well, speaking of sensational, I will say that uh your demonstration of how they actually chop the heads off is also sensational. So I am very proud to uh call you my co-host from from that effort you put out. There. That's very
0: impressive stuff. Nessa <laughs> dupre mentis.
2: Yeah. Speaking of outdoor sports, I mean, the one good news is if there's no murder Hornets, maybe there'll be some tennis. But guess what? Not so, not so much. The French Open said they would not be getting underway this month as they usually do in May. Um, it has been pushed October as of now. Um, all sports are closed in France as they do not believe it is non-essential um all the way through september so there's a hope in october we'll get back to that but if you're a fan of nadal um there's not gonna be much action for him unless you were betting on the arkansas derby about two weeks ago
1: so did you just come in with a tennis update promising the return to sports only to then say not so fast is that what just not happened so fast yes <laughs> bobby you sly dog you pulled a fast one right over my eyes there we're going to take a quick break over here, and when we come back, we're going to hit some of the other big sports, baseball, football, and football. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Remember when the big unit Randy Johnson
0: exploded a bird with a baseball? <laughs> there were more feathers flying than in a sleepover pillow fight. Yeah, but the birds had their say. Oh, yes, they had their say.
1: In the face of Fabio on a roller coaster. Welcome back into the den. And of course, we all remember when Randy Johnson shattered that bird. I mean, I remember watching it live. I remember watching it on ESPN all weekend. It was an absolute travesty. Like, how, how are we supposed to come back from something
2: like that? I mean, he pulled a magic trick, essentially. I look at it as pretty amazing that the, the fact that he that man could throw a ball and obliterate a bird. I mean, think about it. The ball is probably Randy Johnson,
1: high 90s, (laughs) flying right right through the body. This is what it sounds like when doves cry.
0: (laughs) It was just that dove's time, right? If he's going to be in that spot at that time, at that moment.
1: (sighs) He is absolutely crushing it in dove heaven, that's for sure. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm that dove. Yeah, that was definitely me. (laughs) Speaking of baseball... Baseball has a proposed-ish plan to be heading back. So that is something, some good news for us. And our plan man, Bobby Jaffe, has once again one more plan for us. Bobby, what's going on?
2: Yeah, definitely. So so good news, really good news with baseball this week. Um, Monday owners approved a plan, Rob Manfred, Commissioner Rob Manfred, in terms of what they would like to do for the rest of the season. Um, so that's the good news. Bad news is it's still pending player approval um, in terms of what they're going to succeed and what they're going to accept. But here's the outline of the plan, which I think is really good. Um, Number one, it'll be an 82-game season. Number two, an expansion of playoff teams from 10 to 14, which is going to get four more teams involved and that much more energy around the playoffs. Um, A universal designated hitter. I'm ready for that. I think all of baseball has been ready for that. Um, Geographical schedules will be a part of it, so there won't be any cross-country traveling. It'll be all, if you're playing the NL East, You're going to play NL East teams and AL East teams, um, similar Central and West. Um, But that's the big four parts of it. Um, If everything goes to plan and everything goes well, we're looking at a mid-June start for Spring Training 2.0. And then hopefully big-time fireworks come the 4th of July weekend. That's a really interesting plan. 82-game season, I'm on board with.
1: Uh, Universal DH, if you're not on board with it – you're going to have to call in or tweet at us or something. Give us an explanation as to why you're still rooting for Clayton Kershaw to go up there and get,
2: take his 135 average for the season. But I will say the Bartolo Colon home run. I, we posted so about good. it about a week ago. So good. And moments like that we will miss. But
1: happy anniversaries.
2: Thanks, Dick. Yeah. I mean, and
1: I got to say, I love the exclusivity of – baseball playoffs. I loved, the, I loved when it was four teams making the playoffs. Now it's five with yeah. two wild cards per, per uh, conference. I'm not that jazzed about the idea of 14 teams in the playoffs. I am that jazzed about 14 teams in the NFL playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but I I like the exclusivity of the baseball playoffs. So a little bummed to hear about that one. But I guess, you know, they got to do what they can to make sure the ratings are boosted. And uh, that's only going to mean more money for everybody in the end anyways. Is so that a
0: five-game series or seven-game series? They have not announced yet. That's too much baseball. It's got to be five game. Just say <laughs> I know you're not the
1: biggest baseball fan, as you yourself admit, but apparently there was some type of fight recently or something. UFC 249. Let's go. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. Hey, UFC. Um, this is just, I'm just bathing in it. Um, it. It was the best fight card I can honestly, in memory. Um, and. What's amazing, right, as opposed to France, where sports are not seen as essential, well, they went to the place that is the most opposite place of France, Jacksonville, baby. Sports are 100% essential there. The prelim main event, so not even on the pay-per-view, was Anthony Showtime Pettis versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone, the guy who just got his ass kicked by Conor McGregor. They were pay-per-view main event guys, not even on the pay-per-view. And I think there are really three big takeaways here. Um, number one, one of the fighters came down with COVID. He had corona. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's crazy. They like, is that it? They they didn't scrap everything?
0: Right. So that immediately everyone's like, oh, my God, I think the fights are off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it ends up, no. You know, Jacare Souza said, hey, I I have someone at home. I think I'm asymptomatic. They tested every fighter. And because of the process they had in place, they took him and Uriah Hall off the card and just kept going. And I think that's really a a process that hopefully other sports can learn from to you know, keep the show going. So number two that we got to hit is the Greg Hardy fight. And I thought the fight was pretty good. I know you guys, I think, disagree with me there. <laughs> Sam me shaking his head. But what was really great was after the fight, he got on the mic and he goes, hey, thanks Daniel Cormier DC on the announcer booth helping me out because he overheard because there was no fans there, right? They're just announcing Daniel Cormier saying, hey, if I was him, he better start checking Castro's kick because he's going to get destroyed in his legs. So we started checking that kick. And all of a sudden, DeCash was like, shit, Greg Cardinals had to check a kick. And all of a sudden, the next two rounds were Warren. But it was pretty cool how he was able to hear him and make that decision.
1: That smells fishy to me. Conspiracy theory, says I. Maybe uh, is Corm-
0: they-
1: Cormier and this Hardy is working effects. together?
2: Maybe. This is, good. this is the effects of no fans also.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're, are we going to be at football stadiums and quarterbacks quarterbacks at the line calling the play, calling it audible? Like, audible! Fade on, on outside. Like, okay.
0: checks life just got so <laughs> oh. much easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. And uh, you had a third takeaway for us.
0: Yeah, and that one is an unfortunate takeaway. It was just you know, something that oh, no. was just very normal. Just very normal. The refs stopped the fight short. Again. They just, they, they're there to fight. Seems to be a theme with these fights recently. So... Those are my three big takeaways, and the truth is there's a fight this week, another fight this weekend, another fight uh, the following weekend, I think. They're just catching up on all these canceled and past postponed fights. Um, they're getting Fight Island ready, and speaking of Greg Hardy, he asked Dana White if he can live on Fight Island and fight every weekend. This is why I love Greg Hardy. The man's a nut.
1: Greg, uh, he'll be, he'll, he's like the champion in Hulk Ragnarok. He's He just fights whoever comes into the stadium.
0: That, that, he's just there to fight. He, he is there to just put on a show. And, uh, you know, hey, different strokes for different folks. And uh, we'll see where Greg Hardy takes us, right?
2: Just speaking of that chaos from last weekend, moving into this weekend, we have another return of sports um, in another shape and form. Um, NASCAR returns this this upcoming weekend on this Sunday. Um, they'll be back in action at Darlington Motor Speedway. All right. Not um, a fake out. <laughs> not a fake out. Um, not a they'll fake be out. there, that, I swear. Right. Um, not as many media members, but teams will be there. They'll be racing. Um, And it's a course of a different schedule. there will be racing seven out of the next 11 days following that race um, with four of those events being their main cup series. Um, Mainly this, the reason this intrigues us, I think is it will be the first major large scale event where usually they have over 50,000 people in attendance. How's that going to look? How's that going to feel from a production standard from the athletes, the race drivers that being out there? How does that translate over? Um, Secondly, how does it feel for the, what they do with the testing on such a large scale? Um, obviously, UFC did great this past week in catching that one individual with it and his corner man, um and making sure they get them in a quarantine zone away from everybody else. But how now on a larger scale event, how will that look?
1: Well, for me, who is a diehard NASCAR fan, I appreciate that update very much. I'm sure, I'm sure all the rest of our fans do as well. Uh, moving on to the next sport, a team sport. We're moving on to football. That's football with a U, not two O's. And we already know that in Europe, which is the hub of all things football for the most part, Germany, Spain, Italy, clubs have already started calling players back to training. The Premier League, the the big one, is the one that's been on hold since mid-March. And with Liverpool needing only two wins in their final nine games. If the Premier League is going to be able to resume this season, they're all but assured to win the championship, which would be excellent since I'm a fan. Go Liverpool! (laughs) But that's neither here nor there. We do do know that uh, recently... Uh, the UK government met and said June 1st could be the start of a kickoff date. So it's possible the Premier League actually will be returning shortly. Liverpool's season 27 wins, one loss, one tie. It's a historical, magical season. This better whoa, whoa, result whoa, whoa, in a whoa. title. This better result well, in a
2: title. Better for, for you, but let's not distract that from the best team in Premier League history Manchester United, baby. 660 wins, the most Premier League titles. We may be down right now, but we're not out. Down, indeed. The only thing that Manchester United is good for,
1: besides stealing Liverpool's colours, would be the impeccable, all-time great cameo in Eurotrip. The Manchester United song is just so good. One of the best things in the world. My baby takes the morning train. That is so so good. To see the damn fighting Manchester United. (laughs) yeah manchester united the greatest football team in the world everyone loves manchester united what a great movie euro trip we should do a Ah. sdr sdr euro trip rewatch for sure
0: all right but before we go there i'm opening a can of pringles are you ready for this
1: i'm ready hit me with those pringles bring it
0: once once we start we don't stop you understand that
1: let's pring it (laughs) (laughs) oh god
0: all right We're going back to a time before when I was 17 years old. That's right. We're going that far back. And uh, so I was actually a part of this um, Tremor crew. It was a – I have over here. We helped review like random pop culture stuff. They'd send us like cool new stuff about musicians you never heard of before, movies, whatever it was. And one of them happened to be this movie produced by the people who made Road Trip. uh, And they were looking for a little feedback on the name of the movie. So your beloved Euro Trip – uh, was actually going to be called possibly Ugly Americans or uh, Mistaken Identity or the one that makes me cringe, female, spelled lowercase F, all uppercase E-M-A-I-L because it's female, male, email, all confusion. Ah. Okay, because
1: they thought it was Mike and Mika. Yeah, okay, I get it. Eh,
0: yeah. That's not that so great.
1: Those ugly, re- Ugly uh, Americans isn't a bad name, though. Uh, not, Ugly Americans work.
0: For me, as the reviewer, and I was in high school, right? So I gave them a three-paragraph essay, because that's what you do in high school, and uh, said to them basically, number one, you guys are the some tied to road trip. They're going to Europe, so number one, call it road trip two, trip to Europe, or maybe Euro trip. Hmm, that seemed to mm. stick.
1: Are you claiming
0: on this show right now that you are the reason why this movie is called Euro trip? Oh, not only am I the reason it's called Euro trip. I'm the reason that the two twins make out. I'm the reason they go to a nudist beach where it's all balls. I'm the reason they go to a place to eat brownies and, oh, you crazy American? There's no pot in these. All my ideas. Killer bees are really just kind of uh, overly aggressive. They're from Africa versus Europe. That's about it. Um, But murder hornets. another hive and say, here, we got carcasses for dinner. But... uh... And, and here's the thing. At the end of the day, right, I have a bunch of other stuff I gave them, honestly, because a three-paragraph essay, I was just, oh, my favorite one, though, was the exchange rate. I was like, hey, teenagers, Americans, we don't know anything about exchange rates. You could have fun with that one. Like, tell them that a nickel's worth who knows what. Yeah. Huh. Boom.
1: The, ni- the nickel. Yeah. For the sale of, buy his own hotel for a nickel. Uh, so, wow. Uh, We're going to have I, to really develop I, that one a little more at some point, because-
0: I just want to submit uh, my last piece of evidence. Goodness. Right? On- at this oh, point it's my word against these wonderful producers so exhibit a there's road trip there's zero trip and i submit for exhibit a road trip beer pong that was without my input outstanding well wow. wow. with that i rest my case well
1: we are very definitely gonna have to flush that out a little bit more because that is an unbelievable story to just drop in the middle of our rundown here <laughs> like we're all euro trip fans and we love all those scenes you're referencing. So this is pretty devastating news that we're going to have to dive into a little bit further, perhaps on a future segment uh, of SDR, which we can get to a
2: little bit later. But you can call that Stiefel doesn't know.
1: Stiefel doesn't know. Oh, Stiefel doesn't know. Oh, love it.
0: Fun uh, last fact, Matt Damon was only that part because he was taping Brothers Grimm in Prague at the time. They had no budget.
1: I just saw that. I saw that very recently, actually. The Matt, that's why Matt Damon was there. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you want to get bald and just lip sync
0: this amazing song?
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> why
0: not? <laughs>
1: and he's iconic for that role. Absolutely.
0: He gave um, them one night, and it was – they had till 1045 to 345 because of the short hours over there. So they did the whole taping of that entire scene in like five hours. And not a bad day for
1: him, right? Quick Fiona makeout,
0: then back to work.
1: So not, not, a, bad, not a bad night at work there. From football to football. NFL, football American, is uh, our favorite sport over here at SDR, not denying it. And we just had the schedule release. So it feels, between the draft and the schedule release, that football's back, baby. Oh, here we go. We're going to have a season, right,
2: boys? We certainly will. Um, Um, In some shape, way, or form, we will have NFL football. There's no doubts about it in my mind. Um, There's even as much as if things do get delayed, they have a drop-dead start date of October 16th, and that would just take. they would just take out the bye weeks and the Pro Bowl. Um, so they're planning on playing, and hopefully while they would want fans there, um, they have plans that if fans aren't there, they're going to be good to go. But um, just a couple quick notes on some games that we have coming up. Bengals at Dolphins. Do we get to see Burrow versus Tua? Hopefully. Um, hopefully Tua is healthy. Um, Saints at the
1: Raiders.
0: The Raiders. Uh, September
2: 21st. That's the
0: second weekend that of season. pandering back. to our host. No one cares about the Raiders. Well, I will say here's but, a fun
1: fact about that Saints Raiders game. Very fun fact. I have season tickets to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm very excited as a season ticket holder to have season tickets to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not afraid to say that I love having season tickets to the Las Vegas Raiders. But what I will also add is that the first game, Saints Raiders, I post I posted it on Ticketmaster just to see because people are spending crazy amounts of money. My ticket value's face value is 120. I posted it for $800, and it was purchased within a, m- a couple hours. Someone bought my tickets for $800 for the opening opening game in Las Vegas. I mean, I wish I, could, I, wish I was going to go there with my own tickets. I'm probably going to have to find another way to get there. But people are really jazzed about that new stadium in Vegas. That was either a very eager Saints fan or a Raider fan who's been waiting for Vegas to happen his entire life.
2: Right. Um, going on, a couple other games. Texans at Chiefs to open up the season September 10th. I would expect to see this game Mahomes versus Watson a rematch from the playoffs. Once again, sorry, Bears fans. Ugh, stuck with Mahomes for at least one more year. Um, then we have Chiefs at Bucks. One more shot at Mahomes at, versus Brady. Um, that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, we have the Saints at the Bucks twice this year. We'll get to see Breeze That's versus the, uh, Brady. Yes, yeah, so we had the. I mean, if you're thinking, hey, Chiefs and Bucks, you're right. And guess what? We have one more matchup. Um, which will be, I believe, the third third week of the season, Chiefs at Ravens. Um, We have the MVP duel, Mahomes versus Lamar. Um, I'm really looking forward to that game, but this season is going to really shape up to be an amazing time for us, especially if we're still in quarantine.
0: (laughs) I'm all about Brady for the MVP, speaking of. Plus 1,600. He's got weapons like Moss on his team again. I mean, I mean, I overstepped it with Randy Moss, but... uh, yeah, Mike Evans, the,
1: the slander, Godwin. goodness.
0: Uh, he's in the Bruce Arians' offense. He's going to be scoring and scoring. I'm telling you, this is the man and goes to the Broncos here for Brady.
1: Yeah, maybe. I got to say, I, I'm t- terrified to say this out loud, but, I mean, just call, we're talking about Mike Evans as Randy Moss. and this, I want to believe you about your Euro trip story, and then you go and throw, that, <laughs> <laughs> then you go throw out a comment know. about – they say that Tom Brady has Randy Moss all over again when he has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but.
0: If you put the two of them together, they make Randy Moss, right? Yeah. It's like the... <laughs> yeah, they mold. It's a Power Rangers. Or, or, Mighty or Mighty or Morphin. The, the one big part,
1: Gronk is back, baby. That is true. He does He does have Gronk in
0: uh <laughs> For blocking.
1: Tampa. Yeah, no, I bet that actually isn't the thing. They're going to try to move O.J. Howard as a result, probably. Right? I mean, they, they have to. They...
0: Clearly, Brady saw something he didn't like with O.J. Howard or, or maybe yeah. Cameron Brady. I don't know, but maybe he just wanted an old face there. He said, hey, guys, I just want my buddy. You know, yeah. pay him some money. Bring him over. He's good it's for morale. Only,
1: only a matter of time until Edelman gets out also. Ollie <laughs> Ollie oxen free from New England up there.
0: I think, though, speaking of the shortened season, though, I would like to see that because I think it would be really helpful for my bet number one. Uh, but it reminds me of the shortened season with the – NBA, where the Knicks ended up making the finals in '99, because Patrick Ewing, who was pretty old at that point, was pretty fresh because he had played you know 30, 40 less games, and I think that is probably going to be helpful for Brady Breeze, all the big names, Rivers. Um, I mean, who are you guys thinking that this shortened season could be helpful for? Especially if it's going to be more colder weather games, you know that that favors running and defense probably.
1: I'll say, actually, I'm interested to see what happens with the running backs. I mean, running backs normally get at some point wear and tear and Nick here and there and usually end up playing somewhere between 13 and 15 games. If we're going to have a somewhat shortened season, you got to think the running backs will be able to go balls to the walls for an entire season and really see, you know, the true potential of what these backs have if they're able to put it together for so many stretches in a row. So I think for the running backs, maybe. You said the defense is also could be, but I'm interested to
2: see about those running backs. What about you, Bob? Um. Kind of going off of that, I actually flirt the other way because like I'm a Tennessee Titans fan and Derrick Henry has dominated the fourth quarter of games in December and this past January um, just running the ball down people's throats because they didn't want to touch him in the cold weather. Um, so I think if it runs later, it definitely favors those running backs potentially. Um, going to the quarterbacks, though, I mean, when you look at Rivers, look at Breeze, look at Brady – there's some fall off there if they can't stay healthy or if their weapons can't stay healthy. So a shorter season without a doubt, Um, if it's there, they'll take advantage of it.
0: Without a doubt. The one doubt, though, you got a lot of people switching around teams, right? Um, Usually in a normal NFL season, there's a few weeks there where they get to kind of flounder before they take off. Well, if you're kind of five weeks, you may never see them take off. So we could see a few teams that, you know, the Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Tom Brady go down the list of all the moving pieces? Uh, maybe Duke Nukem never gets on the same page as Kyler, and all those Kyler bets go to hell because everyone's super excited about him. He has the same odds as Brady to win the MVP. That's crazy to me.
1: Yeah, without a, without any structured OTAs and potential for maybe a shortened training camp, you got to think the quarterbacks who have been in the system for a little while would— be the one to be advantaged here as an FYI Derek Carr is in year three of the John Gruden offense. So we're just going to float that out there, right there.
0: Still you guys. In
1: the <laughs> Still there. Thank you guys so much for joining our sum of All Sports show, The Sass. We had a blast doing our return to sports segment. and Hope that the next time we're all chatting together, there's some real sports to comment on. Be sure again to follow us on all of our social media channels on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube at Sports Den Radio, at S-P-O-R-T-S-D-E-N-R-A-D-I-O. We had a blast. How about a final thought from each of my co-hosts? Bobby, final thought from you.
2: For me, it's just we're getting close, and I think we the patience pays off, um, so we're almost there. Just hold on a couple more weeks. Um, once we get into summer, I think we're going to see baseball, we're going to see basketball back, and then before you know it, we're going to be in NFL territory. Oh, it's getting so close. Steve, final thought, brother.
0: I mean, I'm just looking forward to all these sports being different this year. It's going to be refreshing, um, and for the betting public, You got a lot of people who are now betting Korean baseball at 5 a.m. because they're just begging for something. Um, I'm looking forward to real sports coming back. And as the sports books need to rejigger their numbers, helping you guys break down those values.
1: Absolutely. More sports and more money for everybody the rest of 2020. Thanks a lot, guys. Hope you had a blast from here at the Den. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Uh, I'm worried about the Clippers. The man's a nut.